Greetings, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to my new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast series. We have been overwhelmed with the responses that people have shared from listening to these messages on my SiriusXM show over the years. Those listeners, and they're sharing my show with their network, telling people about it, telling their family members, their friends, and their coworkers about this show and the impact it's having on their lives. That's the main reason that this show is now number one for self-help in America, and I'm very grateful. Yet, we realize that many people do not have satellite radio and therefore could not experience for themselves the message. They could not get it for themselves. So we are now sharing these messages with everyone via this new podcast. Enjoy it and share it with your network. And let's help even more people to do more, be more, and achieve more. Tell everybody so that they can live a Wealthy Ways life as well. Welcome to the new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And remember, your best is yet to come. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. Right, it only takes a minute to change your life. Hello, everybody. This is Willie Jolly coming to you live and in living color from Washington, D.C. at the studio for HUR Voices. And I am excited about another opportunity to be on the air to give you some information, inspiration, and education to help you have wealthy ways in every part of your life. I want you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. I want you to have great success, and I want to give you strategies and ideas and principles that will help you to achieve your goals and even some of your most grand dreams. So we are grateful for another opportunity. You know, I take a moment before every show to gets really started to take a moment to thank God for another opportunity to have life and strength and help. I give God glory because of what he has done in my life and what he continues to do. And I give him glory. And I know everybody doesn't believe like I believe and I'm cool with that. But I just know what I am going to do and how I'm going to do because of how I've been blessed. So I'm grateful. 
Well, today is a show that's going to bless you. I'm telling you, you want to tell everybody you know to turn on their radio, get around your radio, get in the car, even stop and pick up strangers because <laughs> they're going to be blessed by this. Some years ago, you know, I've been doing this show now about seven, eight years, and some of the early interviews we thought we had lost. They weren't captured, but I got hold on some of them. And this is one that changed my life. It is with the billionaire from St. Louis, Michael V. Roberts, telling how he became a billionaire and his strategy for growing his wealth. And I'm telling you, it was life-changing. So this is an interview from our archives that's going to change your life. This is my friend, Michael V. Roberts, here on the Willie Jolly Show on Sirius XM Channel 141. Enjoy. I've got one of my good buddies on the line who is one of America's profoundly successful entrepreneurs. He is a author and speaker, but that's the, that's the new part of his business. His real business is he's an entrepreneur, developer, and I call him my wife and I call him the $900 million man because that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. He's out of St. Louis, Missouri. We met at the A.G. Gaston Economic Conference. We both were speakers and I went that morning to hear his speech because I usually sometimes stay in my room and do other things rather than to hear the other speak. But that day, I'm so thankful that I listened to the spirit that said, go and hear this man speak. And boy, did he change my life, my thinking, and how to become wealthy in America. We've been talking about wealth. He is one who knows how to do it. My friend, Mike Roberts from St. Louis, Missouri. Mike, are you on the line with me? Good morning. How are you this morning, <laughs> Man, I am outstanding, and I'm excited to hear your voice. Well, i got to tell you, we're always excited about hearing you and the things that you do. You and your wife are just, you know, America's best. I well, mean, you guys are top of the list. And the things you're doing for our community and the words that you're presenting to change people's lives, just absolutely incredible. Uh, you're a phenomenal individual and and your wife is just a wonderful wonderful lady i i'm just pleased to have you call me your friend well Thank i'm on very much i'm on it well folks let me tell you a little bit about mike roberts because you got to know who this is this gentleman first of all if you get a chance go to his website it is michael v roberts michael like victory michael victor roberts.com and he is he is the uh he it, it says it right here in his bio he's the classic example of an American entrepreneur. He was born to middle-class, hard-working parents, educated in the public school system of St. Louis, worked his way through college, then through law school to become one of St. Louis' leading businessmen. Through, uh, the, through the years, he has become one of the most incredible developers, businessmen uh, has uh, ever seen in St. Louis, and now across America. And not just in America, he also now has uh, properties in Bahamas, and he is just doing incredible things. He and his brother have built a very successful $900 million yeah, every time I say it, I have to cough. $900 million. He has uh, 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 a radio and media empire. He has aviation. He has business properties. When I was in St. Louis, I called him. He said, I'm going to come pick you up in the morning, my man. And he picked me up in his 
his Austin Martin. Hello. And <laughs> and then we went to we went to one of his hotels. He bought the Office Theater. We went and checked out the theater. Then we went to his he bought the Sears building. I used to go to St. Louis years ago and saw the Sears building and it was in a very tough part of town. It was starting to go down. He built it back. He built his uh, TV station there. And then he has gone on to build also uh, and buy development, bought a college that is and developed it into lofts, building single family homes, uh, affordable housing. And it's just incredible what he continues to do. And he has a new book called Action Has No Secrets. I have it in my hand. This book is a dynamite book. I went through it again last night because it talks about how to take action or what it is, what kind of mindset it's going to take to become wealthy and to think wealth thoughts and not to be ashamed to be wealthy. That's something we've been talking about today before, before, before this came on, Mike. People who are getting stuck because they've not been taught how to become wealthy. Don't you see this as an issue in our, in our school system? Well, it, yeah, go well, ahead. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, uh, my book, Action Has No Season, it's the secrets and strategies of gaining wealth and authority, uh, was written as I finished college and then law school and I came out, I realized that I didn't know anything. I mean, I understood, you know, academic training, but, uh, you know, I didn't have that wealthy uncle who came by the house for dinner on Wednesday nights and and, and heard my daddy and he talk about, uh, you know, business challenges and issues, et cetera. You know, my daddy worked at the post office for 39 years, and, and my mom was a part-time temp school teacher. All of us trying to pull it together, as I always say, I, I wasn't rich, I wasn't poor, we, we just never had any money. Yes, right. And I think a few of us out there know about that. But too frequently, people started thinking about words like rich. And to me, that's a concern, because rich people scream, but wealthy people whisper. You know, rich people are the bling-bling, you know, usually they make their money and they spend their money inside of their generation. Uh, I like for folks to think more in terms of developing wealth. And wealth comes from a perspective of looking at how are you going to move wealth along generationally, you know, with the word genes as the leading word in generation. And if we can somehow figure out, you know, what is it going to take, then we may do better. So having figured it out, I wrote a book that essentially said, in many ways, you know, first look at yourself. And, and, and have high self-esteem. Realize that, that you have dreams, you have ideas, you have aspirations. Well, as you know, I coined a word in the book, the actionaire. The actionaire. And the actionaire is one who takes their dreams and their ideas and their aspirations and they pursue them with courage and confidence and bravado. You know, how many times have we heard people say, oh, gee, I had that idea three years ago, and yet someone else has gone on and made millions of dollars on your idea. We hear it all the time. Yep. And that issue, uh, what is the question, what is the issue that stands between you and pursuing your dreams? It's action. You see, too often we lay back. We try to, you know, think through things, and then we talk ourselves out of things, or we decide we're going to do something else in the interim. Well, in, in the same time, people of action, actionaires, are busy realizing that they only have 86,400 seconds a day. That's 24 hours for those doing the math out there. 
And within that time period, you either use those seconds or you lose those seconds. And and to me, an actionaire, and, and what my brother and I have done is take on a very aggressive position. The reason we have 72 companies and nearly 900 employees, 11 hotels, four TV stations, a radio station, two jets, and a variety of other businesses, including over 4 million square feet of commercial and residential uh, housing and offices and shopping centers. For a brother whose who's daddy worked at the post office, that's an awful lot, I know. But nobody told us we couldn't do it. Well, I mean, and, and at the same time, they didn't say we could. They didn't say we couldn't. We didn't know any difference, so we just did it. We did went out and did everything we could to be successful. And now our objective is to show young, especially African-American boys and girls, men and women of all ages, that just because, you know, we come from an inner-city environment as we did, that you can become a multi-multi-millionaire and you don't have to hold or bounce a ball in your hand. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a rapper or an entertainer. And you don't have to be an illegal pharmacist in our community. Amen on that. And, and you know, when I went to visit you, here's what was profound. Mike took me by the house where his he grew up one and then he took me by his first home both were right in the hood of st louis and he raised his children there and he said i was willing to live under my means to be able to get above my means after i was able to get more means am i right about it absolutely absolutely right well what happened was when i graduated from law school and i had to work my way through that to make that happen the the colleagues that you know, I was studied with, we're all leaving and moving to the suburbs. I instead moved two blocks from the projects where I became engaged in local po- politics. Uh, within two years from law school in my early to my middle 20s, I ran for political office and was elected to the uh, St. Louis Board of Aldermen, our city council in other cities. Uh, my brother followed three years later, graduated, and within a year he was elected. So we were both serving our time on our city council and and i use the word serving on the, our time because sometimes you feel like you're serving time yes uh, you know I, but but the bottom line is what what did we gain and learn in our early 20s and what did we realize and, and look at the credibility we were able to build while giving back to our community and trying to set examples for for young people i told you I told you this was going to be something that was life-changing. But this is just the start. So for those who are just joining us, this is from our archives, something that I recorded years ago that we thought we had lost, but we got access to it. And I wanted to share it with you because this is something you have never have heard. And I also want to encourage you, because so many of you send me emails, and continue to send me the emails, Facebook messages, please, because I love hearing from you. But many of you say, I want to get access to this so I can let my cousin hear it, or my friend hear it, or someone who might not have SiriusXM yet. We hope that everybody will eventually get it. But you can go to my website at willyjolly.com slash wealthyways, willyjolly.com slash wealthyways to access some of these interviews. Anyway, I want to say to everybody, keep listening, keep going. We'll be right back after this brief break because we want you to hear the rest of this interview with Michael V. Roberts here on Sirius XM Channel 141 The Really Jolly Wealthy Ratio. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new 
free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the All Access badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, all sorts of interesting and informational interviews for my XM show. I'm telling you, this is a great page. And why do I do it? Because I've learned that the more we give, the more we get. And the more we help other people to grow and go to the next level, the more we receive in our business. So we want to help you. Tell your friends about it. Go to Facebook and get my information. Go to my website. Get my free resources. And get on wjspeaks.com and hit that all access badge. It looks like a backstage pass. Click it. You'll get behind the scenes information to the special page to help you grow. All we want in return, all we ask is that you pass it on because the more you give, the more you get. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. America, coast to coast, border to border, giving you information, inspiration, entertainment, but also education to help you to go and grow to the next level. I hope you're enjoying this interview. If you're just joining us, you are going to be able to hear information from one of the great wealth leaders in America, a guy who grew up in the inner city of St. Louis, who was able to take a dream, he and his brother, to start a small company that's been built into a multi-million, billion-dollar endeavor. This was done before he became a billionaire some years ago. Now he has taken it to the next level. So Michael V. Roberts, and he is going to give you strategies for creating wealth. And I am telling you, this is an incredible interview. So tell Lottie Dottie and everybody to get around the radio. And tell your friends to turn on their Sirius XM radios, channel 141, because right now is the time. 
change your life. And I'm excited also for all of you who are using these principles you hear every week to start companies, to write books. I thank you. Please continue to share these success stories with me. They bless me as well as bless our producer and the people here at uh, HUR Voices as well as the people on SiriusXM. So send me an email at info at willyjolly.com, I-N-F-O at willyjolly.com. And also go to my website, willyjolly.com slash free, willyjolly.com slash free, so you can get e-books, audios, videos, and access to excerpts from some of these XM interviews. So you can get them right there, absolutely free, just some excerpts, all right? So, and then if you want to get more information, go to willyjolly.com, Wealthy Ways, all right? willyjolly.com slash Wealthy Ways. All right, here we are going to go jump in for more of the incredible interview with Michael V. Roberts. And I got my good friend Mike Roberts. Now, I call him the $900 million man from St. Louis, Missouri. That's where he has one residence and he has another residence in the Bahamas and he has hotels across America and he has TV stations across America and developments across America and he has shown people that you can do it. Come out of the hood. Parents who are middle class, uh, hardworking, uh, not wealthy by any means, and to be able to build a business that is a multi, 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 multi-million dollar business and to show people that it's possible. I'm glad we developed our friendship and that I have the greatest respect for him. And he is one of the people who are my, uh, what I call my advisors who, when I need to talk about money, I call Mike Roberts. And I'm very thankful that he returns my call and we talk about ideas. Mike, thank you again for being on the show today. Yes, sir, Willie. It's great to be here, and, and, and what a wonderful day to be available and, and, and talking to your vast and diverse audience. Uh, hello, everyone out there. Well, look, I got Ed on the line who, who, who he said, I got to just have a minute to talk to Mike Roberts, because he said, I know Mike Roberts, and I got to have a minute. Ed, are you there? Yes, sir. How you doing, Mr. Jolly, and how you doing, Mr. Roberts? I'm good, Ed. All right. You probably don't know me personally, but I grew up on Palm Street. Does that ring a bell? Of course it does. You were right, right close to my brother Steve's old house. Yes, sir. You're absolutely right. So I've been able to watch you and your brother build your empire for the past 20-some-odd years. And I want to testify to the world that y'all the real deal. Y'all didn't start out rich. See what I'm saying? Y'all did it the old-fashioned way, and y'all haven't forgotten where you come from. Like, we accused a lot of the other black people that get money. You know, they, they just forget everybody in the hood. But y'all still visible in the hood. I used to see Mr. Uh, I used to see Steve at the Sears building all the time. I just walk up to him and say, hey, Mr. Roberts, check his hand. You know, that's how approachable you guys are. You know, so if anybody listening to this think that these guys are faking and perpetrating, no, I'm not those mothers, brothers. They the real deal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I free Ed is calling from California, by the way. So we're thankful that you got yeah. people around the country who know about your exploits, uh, Mike. I'm just, I'm just a truck driver, though. That's the only reason I'm in California. But I, I still live on Palm Street. That's <laughs> right. You know, we from and and and, and what's this? Now, where did you go to high school? I don't know. No, no. If I ask you where you went to school, you are gonna tell me what? I'm a, I went to Beaumont. See, uh, really, people from St. Louis. When we ask the question, where did you go to school? The question is that it's answered by saying, what high school you went to. Is <laughs> that way we knew what's up with everybody? I understand. <laughs> I remember. All right, but I, I'm so proud of y'all, Mr. Roberts, and I, I'm glad y'all. You know, it couldn't happen to better people. Thank you very much. But uh, 
Whatever you do, remember, whatever the family asset is on Palm Street, don't let it go for back taxes. Hold on to all the property that you can because the entire world wants to come to our urban areas and our cities. And, and people from the suburbs that went out there are all, the baby boomers are all trying to make their return to the city. And, I, and it's so important for we as African Americans to hold on to our neighborhoods because that oh. is the legacy. And that is going to be the basis for wealth building at the end of the day. Thank you very much for calling in, Ed. All right, Mr. Robert. Y'all take it easy. Thank you, Ed. And, Ed, go to my website, wjspeaks.com. I'll send you a little gift. Send me a note. I'll send you a little digital gift just to say thank you for calling in. And for our listeners, call in. Go to my website, wjspeaks.com or willyjolly.com, and just send me an email, and we'll send you a little thank you gift to, uh, because we want people to know that we really appreciate you and that if you would just believe that you can turn your life around, you will be able to. Mike has done it. Mike has has done. He and his brother have built this phenomenal business that is just it has so many tentacles. Mike, why don't we help people to understand that it's possible? You know, one of the things that stops people many times, they have poor theology. They yeah. think that, well, you know, uh, I, I, God says that money is the root of all evil, and it's, it's the love of money is the root of all evil. They get it confused, and they feel that, well, I just get enough to be comfortable, and that's all they, they pursue. And they feel that anything beyond that is, is, is a bad thing, and that's the wrong theology. And that has to be changed and show people that God wants you to prosper. He wants you to do well. And you have, have a, a faithfulness. Your, your daddy-in-law is a preacher. Am I right about it? Yes, my, my late father-in-law uh, was a preacher. Uh, my uncle, my mother's uh, uh, brother, is a preacher in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, listen, in fact, uh, I was accepted in the divinity school uh, at the same time I was accepted in the law school. And I, and I uh, you know, believe very strongly that the nature of our existence, why are we placed here? Well, we're placed here to to do better. We're not placed here to stick around and, and do nothing, you right. see? Mm -hmm. And we can do more for people if we have money than we can if we just sit around and, 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 and do nothing but, you know, wish them well and, and feel sorry for them. You see, I don't believe that that anyone out here, you know, has no purpose. Right. <laughs> I think everyone has purpose, if not purposes. And those purposes inside of a free enterprise system, inside of a capitalism, inside of our capitalism, which is how we live, whether we like it or not, I'm looking at the entire world beginning to follow capitalism. And, you know, in our days, you know, we were black capitalists and people looked a little funny at the word, but it isn't the word, it's the meaning behind it. The meaning behind it means that you're building capital, assets. You can do more with assets. The gentleman that just called Ed knows that we're, not only did we take the Sears building and change it to the Victor Roberts building, because as far as we were concerned, all Sears did was Mr. Sears would move out of my neighborhood. I don't even want to use his name anymore. Right. Because all over America, Sears moved out. As soon as our communities became black or brown, they moved out. And I don't appreciate that. And I don't think anybody else does either. But at the same token, let's be proactive. You know, Let's name properties after ourselves. Let's make sure that there's a legacy that 40 years from now people will look back the way they look at the Rockefellers, the Mellons, the Walt Disneys, and all the others that have taken the time to develop inside of 
their family, their business named after them. And now what are they doing in the communities? Many of them are doing great and wonderful things, some aren't. But the point is you can't do anything if you're broke. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Bible talks about, I mean, the word business, taking your business, exists. Now, what does that mean? It means that you need to be the best at taking care of business. That's how you reach, you know, your higher position in life with your fellow brothers and sisters out here. You know, it is not wrong. It is the right thing to do. In fact, it is wrong to allow yourself, and probably you, you will be, you know, God would look at you funny if you were saying, I have this asset, I have this dream, I have this idea that was placed in you, but I don't want to fulfill it because I'm afraid I may make too much money. Didn't, didn't did Jesus... Upside down. Didn't That's Jesus... The interpretation. In the, 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 the parable about the talents, didn't he say, you poor and wicked servant, the one who, who, who was afraid to invest and work on the gifts he had, he said, I gave ten to one, five to another, one to one, and the one who ten doubled his, the one who five doubled his, and the one who had one did nothing but buried it. He said, you wicked and slothful. He used the word slothful. That means lazy servant. He said that we're going to take that what you have and give it to those who have something and can use it and do better. Because you know that it, as you want to do better, you got to have better and have better to, to change people's lives. That's absolutely. Go. Now, in his book, Action Has No Season, I'm going to read a page from it. It says, you know, you got to take action. You must take action to create your destiny. Life is not a rehearsal. Life is like a fine musical instrument. The sound of music created depends on how you play it. The actioneer does things every day to make things happen for their destiny. Destiny is invented. Accept it. Destiny is education. Learn it. Destiny is a song. Croon it. Destiny is an enigma. Assemble it. Destiny is a venture. Invest in it. Destiny is a sport. Play it. Destiny is opportunity. Engage it. Destiny is a challenge. Experience it. Destiny is a mission. Act upon it. Destiny is a mystery. Solve it. Destiny is a poignant fact. Face it. Destiny is is the goal. Achieve it. This book is an awesome book on how to become wealthy in America. I think it will change your mindset. I want to encourage you to go to Amazon.com or go to MichaelVRoberts.com. Get this book and find out how you can turn your life around it and turn your, your, your destiny around. Because many people wait for it to happen rather than make it happen. Am I right about it, Mike? Well, you know what? I, I remember going to, a, to when I was campaigning. Back in the day, and, and there was this brother, he was sitting on the couch eating his Lay's potato chips and drinking a Pepsi. And I said, what are you doing, and what are you waiting for? He said, well, I'm waiting for my destiny to come to me. Mm. I said, destiny to come to you? I said, my friend, there's no such thing. I said, the, only, the closest thing that there is to destiny is that which you pursue and create. Wow. Woo, this is incredible. I am even taking notes. And I've heard it before. I've listened to it. I was literally uh, uh, in Japan, and I had it on my iPod, and I listened to that interview over and over again while I was in Japan because I was so inspired. And even though I've heard it before, I'm getting even more every time I listen to it again. And so I want you to listen, I want you to learn, and I want you to use this information. We're going to step away for a quick second for our identification, but we're going to come right back with more of this fantastic interview with Michael V. Roberts, the billionaire out of St. Louis with his brother Stephen, who have built a billion dollar business from the ground up. And if they can do it, you can do it. 
Stay tuned for more from the Willie Jolly Show. What would you think if you could live your dreams? What would you think if it was possible to do something incredible and amazing with your future? What would you think about and what would you try and what would you do if you became a billionaire? Not a millionaire, a billionaire. Well, it's possible. If Michael V. Roberts, a gentleman out of the inner city of St. Louis, can do it by using some time-tested principles, then if you know the principles and you're willing to take steps toward those principles and you have the courage to act, then you too can live your dreams. And that's what I want you to do. This is Willie Jolly and you're listening to an archival presentation from Michael V. Roberts. This is life-changing information. In his book, Action Has No Season, Mike Roberts talks about you got to become an actionaire. And that's a word he coined, but it is an incredible concept. I want you to get that book. Action has no season. You can get it at Amazon.com. You can get it at MichaelVRoberts.com. It will even give you some excerpts. You even go to his website to get to see him speaking at Eddie Long's church. Powerful message. We've got Keith on the line from Miami, or no, Michigan. And we want to have bring him right on to talk to my friend Mike Roberts and get some of these questions about becoming wealthy answered. Keith, talk to us. How how are you this morning? I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed, and thank you for accepting my call. Um, I, I, you know, I live here in Flint, Michigan, and um, and around the Michigan area, everybody knows what's going on here as far as the job layoffs, and um, and as far as everybody getting, you know, a lot of things. The economy is very bad here. Crime is high, all time high, and um, you know, um, it's just that uh, it, it puzzles me as a society of, of us, a black society. Through all the years that we had here, with the, when the economy was going good, uh, you know, a lot of people refused to retire and go off into the sunset because they never planned the right way. Because you got a lot of people who's still trying to work and still trying to keep their job, working 40 years, working 55 years instead. You know, instead, instead of making paving the way for the future for the younger generation, the the the, the really move, you know, we never invested in our own economy. We never invested in our own um, in our own community. Everybody, you know, moved off to Grand Blank area, all, all in the, you know, the subdivision areas, as far as outside of the Flint, Michigan area. And then, you know, then we sit back and we look at our, our inner city and look at the hood part, look at the abandoned buildings and abandoned houses, and and wonder why there's so many dead bodies in the abandoned house. We never took the initiative so, to own the houses, to take pride in our area, right. and invest in our area, and everybody wanted, everybody well, kept calling and, and hoping and praying about these um franchise like Sonic and everybody come in and save their area. Nobody cares about our area. That's why they moved out. Uh, because uh, Keith, I, and I, I got your message. You're concerned about reinvesting and, and putting things in our community. And Mike has done that very well in St. Louis. And he has done it on other areas. Mike, why don't you share some of the mindset that it took to do that? Keith, uh, we definitely understand where you're coming from in Flint. I've been to Flint. But I've also seen our rust belt cities, Pittsburgh, and, and a variety of cities all over, upstate New York, where we're facing similar the same things. Now, you touched on the several issues that I'd like to respond to. First of all, uh, for us to sit back and wait for somebody else to build our neighborhoods, we will, be, we will see you know, our neighborhoods exactly the way they are, waiting for somebody to come and do it. You know, earlier we were talking about the importance of, of from a faith standpoint, what is it that you're supposed to do? Well, I believe firmly that God helps those who, what, help themselves. Yes. So if we're going to do that, when we 
are in St. Louis, when we're building Dr. Martin Luther King Boulevard, a street that almost in every city you go to is the worst street in the city, well, it's named after the greatest man that we're aware of that lived in our lifetime. So who's going to make Dr. Martin Luther King look decent? We are going to make Dr. Martin Luther King look decent. And we can bring businesses. There are still people with money in our neighborhoods. You know, we, we want to see our shopping centers come back to life or build new ones. That can happen. In fact, I'm on the board of trustees of the International Council of Shopping Centers, a 50-year-old organization with 86,000 members. And in its 49 years, they had never had an African-American on their board of trustees until I got in there. And now that I'm there, we're already starting to talk about not what, what, what they were calling urban uh, shopping centers. My definition is what about the inner city shopping centers? And that's a fundamental difference, but it's a major one. Now, in Flint, we are going to see people that will retire, but I don't really believe in retirement. I do believe in moving on from one job to the next. I think the human in the future, by 2015, 2025, will be living much longer, and therefore our workforce definition is going to change. A baby boomer, of which uh, of the 73 million baby boomers that are emerging into their 60s and now 70s, uh, soon, they will be people who will not just sort of go off into the sunset. They're going to find other ways to do things, and they will work part-time. They will create businesses. Now, the businesses that we have to look at in our city, realize that small business, not the big, you know, companies like uh, General Motors is losing billions of dollars a year. You know, we can't look to them for opportunity and, and, and to, to grow us. You know, we have to look to ourselves. We have to realize that we do have money coming into our communities, and we need to turn the dollars over in our communities. That means we have to create responsible and respectable businesses. Hey, Mike. 93% of all new job creation will come from small businesses, not from some big corporation. You know, we're going to be able to provide services to those corporations as smaller businesses. They're going to reduce their workforce, and they're going to selectively choose people who can specialize, get in and get out. From a global perspective, we need to look at where where are we going and what are the opportunities. You see, I just left South Africa and Dubai, and interestingly enough, the people that are there look like me and our people. So we're no longer going to be a minority. If you look at a global economy, we are well into the majority. Man, you and know as a result of that, you know, we have to get smarter. We have to learn that sometimes we have to do more for less. We real, we have to realize that we can we we have to get our kids much more computer literate, so that they can create businesses and make money in the comfort of their home right on the internet. That's it absolutely right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Now, one of the things, Mike, I wanted to touch on and along with that mindset is that as you went through the process, my friend Ed called back from California and said, hey, make sure to tell folks that Mr. Roberts, one of the things that they have have had success in is that they didn't give up and that they had had some some difficulties. It wasn't always easy. And they had some time when they went after something that might have worked. Many people give up. They fail and they they think that's it. I'll just give up. But you had some challenges. You had some failures. You had some things that didn't go as you planned them, but you didn't give up. Talk about that for, for a brief minute, Mike. Uh, yeah, let, let me first of all say that I'm going to ask, the, I'm going to put it in this in concept this way. And this is for everyone listening. Please listen carefully here. What would your life be like if you could eliminate the fear of failure? 
Or what are the things that you might have done looking back that you didn't do because you had a fear of failure? Well, I'm here to tell you that that there's no such thing as fear and no such thing as failure in business. Now, let me explain. Two words, fear and failure. First of all, fear is a mental construct. It is placed in your mind to control you. It is not of nature. It is not rain. It is not snow. It is not the wind. It's not a tree. It is a mental construct. Second word, failure. There's no such thing as failure. Well, what do you mean, Michael? What does that mean? Well, here's what it means. Look, every moment in your existence, you are doing something. There are times when you have experiences where the outcome isn't as you would have liked for it to have been. But it's still an experience that you can learn and gain from. Yes, we've had businesses that where the outcome wasn't as we wanted. We may have had to, to ante up and pay the bank loans when we didn't have the success we wanted. Do I call that failure? No. I call it an experience. And if more of us could eliminate the fear of failure and realize that there's no such word as failure, there's no such word as fear, no, I mean, I understand fear with a dog is coming after you. Gee, that's not what I'm referring to. I'm talking about the word in, in the context of fear of failure. So that when we have gone out and we've had businesses, we've had political races, we've done things where, where people would, would normally be traditionally looked at, oh, they're just trying to beat us down and beat us back. And, uh, yeah, maybe they were, but they didn't do it because we didn't allow them to do it. You see, we don't sit and live off of memories. We live off of imagination. You know, I heard someone say once, you don't drive a car looking in the rearview mirror, so why would you live your life looking in the rearview mirror? You know, we have to realize that it's so important for us to have courage and to believe in ourselves and to know that whatever we do, it's an experience. We were placed here to explore our dreams and to make the most of it. But if you're going to do that, what's the first thing you have to do when you have a dream? You have to wake up. And then you need to sit up, and you need to then stand up. And then those who are affecting you as you try to stand up, you need to tell them just to shut up and get out of my way. This is incredible information, and I am so excited that we found this archival information in these interviews because now we can share them with people who might not have even known that I was on the air years ago. I've been on the air about eight years, and I am grateful for these early interviews, people who I met who I was able to get on the show. And this was when the show was not as well known, so we are grateful. Remember, I want you to send me emails and Facebook messages. I want you to go to info at willyjolly.com, send me an email, or go to willyjolly.com slash free and just uh, sign on so you can get some of the free materials because we want you to have as much as we can to help you grow. As you give, so shall it be given unto you. That's why we put this together so that you would have a site where you can get some free information to help you grow. So we will be right back after this break and you can hear more from Michael V. Roberts. This is Willie Jolly on Sirius XM Channel 141. And for sure, the best is yet to come. Now all my heart wants to do is fly. You put wings.
Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for years I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day, and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week. And you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month. And then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year, and you're on your way to a greater life. And it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Rather than starting your day with bad news, how many people got killed, or how many children got snatched, or how many fires there were, I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to Willie.Jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose. We're going to get into the last segment for this interview that we were able to recapture from our archives. And so you just got to keep listening, keep learning, and then make the commitment that you're going to keep doing the things that Michael V. Roberts tells you he did to become not just wealthy, but become one of the wealthiest people in America. And if he can do it, you can do it. I'm telling you, folks, this is possible. I am continue to take notes too as you continue to take notes i'm learning more growing more and i want you to continue to do the same so this is willie jolly you're listening to the willie jolly wealthy ways where we want you to be healthy wealthy and wise and how we can help you have the tools and principles and strategies to accomplish your greatest dreams and goals if you think you can and believe you can then you can stay tuned for the rest of this interview with michael v roberts here on H-U-R Voices, Sirius XM, Channel 141. I mean, I'm excited. Michael, you know, I'm sure people get on your case and talk about you because they talk about your name. The fact that I was with you, uh, we were having lunch a couple weeks ago. We saw we saw someone have Robert. I said, do you own that, man? He laughed. He said, people give me a hard time about it. He said, but I don't stop putting my name. Tell them why, Mike. Well, you know, what What, what I realized is that, that critics, you will be criticized in life for, for things by people who really, you know, sometimes don't don't mean you well. I mean, I, I you, if you even reflect back when Mary washed Jesus's feet with perfume and dried his feet with her hair, you know, there was a complaint made by Judas. All right, and Jesus turned around and he, you know, washed the feet of his disciples, and then Peter complained about that. You know, it, it's it's always. I, I guess my point is that that if you do something, people will complain. If you do nothing, you may not have any complaints. Now, interestingly enough, tied in with that story, you see, but when Jesus turned water into wine, nobody complained about that. <laughs> I hope that's the truth. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone, because uh, I'm not a preacher. But, but let me just say this. What, I did have one time a guy 
said to me, you know, I see his Robert's this and Robert's that on your company names. He asked me, he said, well, is that some kind of an ego trip? And I looked at this man, I said, well, let me ask you something. Is this some kind of an envy trip? I said, what you might think is ego today, 40 years from now, will be legacy. I said, you didn't say that to Mr. Rockefeller and Mr. Mellon. You didn't say that to Mr. Walt Disney, and you're not saying that to Mr. Ford. And not saying, it to, said, uh, and not and saying it to Donald Trump either. You sip on that 40. You need to get out of my face, and you need to grow up and realize that it's okay for us to be out front. Now, a lot of times, black folks have this concern. Oh, if we're out there too much, they might take it away from us. Take away what? And put you back in where you were. You, I ain't baloney growing up. I admit it. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to go back to it, but it's okay. I know I can survive. The point is, nobody's out here to take anything from you that you know, and they can't take anything unless you let them or you position yourself, you know, in a non-strategic location to do it. I'm just saying that. Look, we are people who are of, of color. We are bright. We need to realize that many times in business. It is not just the empirical knowledge, that which you were learned in school, at church, or people teach you. But frequently, it's the instinct, it's the inner voice, it's, it's that gut feeling. You know, uh, the old folks would, you know, talk about it as being that, that, that little voice in your ear. Sometimes, I find that it is better for me to pursue my business ideas and use my instinct. It's sort of like in my DNA. What is DNA? You know, DNA is, is this code that exists in your body. It's the same code that have freed young brothers and sisters from jail when they found out that the DNA didn't match with the person who actually perpetuated the crime. And they've gotten out of jail. What does DNA really mean to me as a businessman? Well, let's start off with the fact that it means that there's a, a code or a history that's internal in our system, in our bodies, that go back to, to our origin. Well... Where is the origin of man? In what country? Africa. And therefore, people of African descent will have the longest and most robust and the strongest DNA on the face of the earth. Ain't that the truth? We get, inside we... of that uh-huh. is your spirituality, you see, because it all started with the origin of man. And if you believe that the origin of man is your spiritual maker, then what is what is actually your spirit, that which is internal to you, that is in your DNA, is the product of your spiritual father. So therefore, you have to be in touch, if you're going to be in touch with that. And I had a very interesting discussion with an anthropologist at the University of Missouri in Columbia when I spoke there, and they were just blown away by this theory. But my point is that in your DNA, there's this coding and this memory. How many times have you wondered, where did that come from? (laughs) How did I do that? If I walk down this dark street, what's telling me to cross over and get over to the other side? Is it empirical knowledge? No. It's instinct. So, in business, I just want our people to know that it's okay to feel the progress, to use that as the creation of your vision. And it's okay to be wealthy, isn't it? You, the objective is wealth at the end of the day. We must learn that wealth is something that could move from generation to generation. And there's a difference between being bling, bling rich. You know, I see people blinging with, you know, gold in their nose, their toes, around their wrists, their arms. 
You know, and they don't have twenty dollars in their pocket. I'm not talking about trying to play rich or be rich. I'm talking about the fact that rich people scream, but wealthy people whisper. Ain't that the truth? And I understand that we will we will do more for our generations in the future if we can pass on a little debt inside of our businesses and our homes. Don't make the mistake of getting that insurance policy that when you die, your kid's going to have a house paid off. They're going to go and refinance it and shoot it up in their arms, you know, or snort it or have problems. Make sure that our kids are responsible. Responsibility, that brings forth responsibility. You have to work a little bit. If you have a business, leverage it up and make sure that there's a reasonable amount of debt on it. There's a reasonable amount of debt on the home so that if they want it, they have to earn it. And they can continue. And then tell them to do the same thing for their children and their children's children. Because at that point, we don't get it too fast. But we do have it, and we can build off of it. You know that, Mike. You told me that, and I thought that was so profound. When that that's the third generation that squanders it because they never saw a struggle. And when I spoke right. at the program, it's about struggle. I got Gerald on the line from Texas. I want to make sure we get a quick. We got a couple minutes in the segment and finish the show. Gerald, are you there? Thank you for waiting. Hi, how you doing? Fine. What's your comment or question? Oh, I, I just have a real quick question for Mister Roberts. Sure. Uh, in the St. Louis area. Uh, what would be a good place to start for resources and uh, basically information on starting a business? Good, good question. Mike, we've got a couple of seconds. Where would be a good place? Well, first of all, I think that if you, know, if you want to read my book, it'll help you with the stabilization of where your mind is and where your body is. But if you, if you want, it depends on what kind of information. Obviously, the best thing to do is find an appropriate attorney who can give you legal advice and counsel. Uh, then take a look at what other people are developing. For example, in North St. Louis, you see the, my brother and I are developing uh, two separate commercial anchors. We're assembling land. The land between the two is going to be like a dumbbell approach where we build two economic engines with shops and stores creating jobs. And in the middle where the homes are still uh, on the downside and, and needs to be developed, that's where you start buying the homes. Watch for the economic generators that are taking place. If there's a BMW plant being built, or if there's a, another facility that looks pretty uh, profound that, that's going to create jobs, then start to look at that as, your, as real estate. Or if you want to uh, open up a business, a store, if you will, then look at where the, where the, uh, the bigger and the more productive uh, uh, tenants are going because they've done a ton of research if you see a Barnes & Noble going in or if you see a gap or you see some stores that might start to come into our neighborhoods in the future, then you want to start buying the property around it. We're firm believers in that. We own 11 hotels around the country, and what we try to do is buy up land around it because we know what we're going to do, and we hope that others will do the same thing. Same thing with our shopping center side. We do the exact same thing. We try to acquire all the property we can. And then we tell, then we publicly announce it, and we'll we'll say, please, we invite you buy property around here because it's going to do you well. And if your your grandparents own it, hold on to it. Wow, was that awesome or what? I know you agree with me. It was awesome, wasn't it? I know you you agree with me. That was awesome. And so, I want you to tell folks. 
You can actually access some of those interviews at willyjolly.com slash wealthy ways. willyjolly.com slash wealthy ways. And you can access some of these interviews. Because I know some of your friends, you've told them about these interviews and information. We want you to go there. Also, we're hoping that you will make the commitment to be part of our newsletter where every week we send some of the life lessons, learning points that we get from each of these interviews out to our list. Just the things that I picked up, the ideas, the principles, the pearls. And if you're not on my newsletter, you're not taking advantage of a free resource to help you become more successful. Go willyjolly.com and just sign up for the newsletter. And you'll get a free interview when you do with Bob Johnson, the founder of BET, the billionaire, America's first African-American billionaire. Well, it's been a great show. I'm excited. I'm excited. I want to thank Steve Robinson and our production crew. And I want to thank all the folks here at HUR Voices, as well as folks at SiriusXM, for allowing me to continue to have this show that is focused not on politics, not on problems, not on people's drama, but is focused on wealth, wealth building, how to be healthy, wealthy, and wise, and how we can do that and give God the glory in every thing we do. You know, I'm excited. For those who don't know, I'm finishing up my doctorate. And one of the things I'm just talking about in my doctorate is how to give God glory and create wealth so that we can make a difference and leave a legacy. So I'm excited about that. You come back next week. We've got another great show, another great guest, another great interview here on Sirius XM Channel 141, the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. Go to my website, WillieJolly.com, and sign up for the newsletter. And remember... For sure, for sure, for sure, your best is yet to come. Have a great week. Well, just look in any mirror and you'll see who is really, truly stopping you. My, my, my. It's up to every one of us to take charge of our life and to make it what we want. If you think that it takes too much time, think again. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life, and I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500, and that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. 
He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire. wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.